in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I have with me Zach Alexander who is a trauma-informed men's coach, shamanic healer, and the creator of the Healers Program. He's gone through his own dark night of the soul, and he's going to share with us the wisdom, the tools, and the techniques that he has used to move from one chapter of his life to the next. So thank you for being here, Zach. Thank you for having me on. The very first thing that I would love to touch on in your Instagram, you talk about bridging psychology, spirituality, and somatic therapies. Could you talk to us a little bit about why do those three modalities need bridging and how do you do that? Yeah, so that's actually um, a really great lead in, uh, especially in terms of how I found myself in the sphere. So uh, I'm just turned 32, but um, my introduction into, I don't know if self-improvement or just working on yourself was when I was 21 and I went to a talk therapist and I still to this day say she was incredible. She was an amazing talk therapist. I was very fortunate because eventually I did branch out and try to see different mental health professionals from my own childhood trauma background. And it wasn't that effective. But as a whole, I did notice that just sitting there and talking about my problems or putting my list of symptoms under some broad diagnostic criteria, and then maybe, you know, taking a psychiatric medication wasn't improving me, nor was it improving the people in my life too much, that there were other elements. Um, and then I got around five or six years ago, I got blown open in terms of a spiritual waking experience. I was very atheist beforehand. And suddenly I could kind of understand like the, the interdimensional nature of our reality, right? Just, you know, and so, but once again, I think sometimes when we go through a very traumatic experience or we're making a huge shift in our life, we can come into these spiritual experiences, but we don't necessarily know how it fits, And sometimes when I kind of went into these communities, I was greatly encouraged to disassociate or not be fully present, to apply toxic positivity. And so I noticed like that these things sometimes were actually uh, leading me to be worse off than when I initially came into these concepts. So I'm noticing that, okay, mental health sphere isn't necessarily addressing my problems fully the way I need to. There is a spiritual component now that's coming in, but I still feel like there's these missing aspects. And then I also became very aware through my own trauma-informed lens that, that the body keeps the score, meaning that we're going to hold our old unprocessed experiences in the body, right? That really our brain is the end organ. It's the caboose. Oftentimes our thoughts are just an interpretation of what's going on in our body, in our internal experience. So to not address the body from a mental health or therapeutic modality lens, you're really missing something, okay? But once again, it's not all about the body either. So how do all three of these worlds integrate together? Usually we look at them as potentially being mutually exclusive, right? But there does need to be a total integration of all these different ways of looking at the, at a person, at a being, at our overall wellness And so that's how I kind of found my way into really trying to bridge the gap between all three and address 
uh, an individual from all three levels to kind of attain wholeness and wellness and kind of get them back into that inner knowing. That was a beautiful description of how to integrate the mind through the psychology yeah. approach, the spirit through you know, the soul through spirituality yeah. and the body through somatic. And I think that that's something that a lot of uh, people on their healing process, they're just tasting one of the three, but you need the three components, right? And you need to balance them. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so when you work with men, because it says that you are mostly trauma-informed working with men coach, yeah. how is that different to working with women if you have worked with women, which is mostly my audience? So it's it's super interesting. So when I first came in this career, right, for those who don't know, my background was I used to be in the legal sphere, right? I went to law school in the US and then I found my way, had my awakening. And I really just started off doing mindfulness and meditation work. And then somewhere along the way, it became trauma coaching. Um, and within that, 90% of my clients initially were women. And uh, that's, that's really initially what built my practice off of, right? Uh, women tend to be much more drawn to spirituality um, and that's that's okay. But at a certain point within my career, like just knowing from my background, I, I came up in some a little bit like, you know, rougher groups, I would say. And uh, thinking back to some of my old friends that, you know, potentially died from suicide or addiction or were in prison. And I'm just like, you know, I'm sitting on this knowledge and there's this whole portion of the population that uh, they don't feel comfortable going to therapy. And they might feel more comfortable with me because I'm not that different than them. Um, but I, so I switched my whole practice. Everyone was really shocked. Around 85% of my followers were women, 85% of my clients were women at the time. And I just really went off, this is about a year and a half ago and said, I'm going to pr primarily work with men. Uh, and what that also did was it gave me an opportunity to really hone in on how this process has to be a little bit more adapted and geared towards men who I think really are in their masculine energy. I, I usually don't like those terms, but men who I work with like a lot of guys who really are warriors. And, um, and I noticed like, first off, men's emotions are different than women's emotions. Um, men do need to work with anger more. They need to work with aggression more. They need to work with rage more. Uh, what I see right now is that men are either heavily reliant upon anger and rage as their only emotional expression, or they completely suppress it at all costs. Both lead to issues where men aren't showing up healthily in their own lives and, and really in relationships. And so to work with that, to work with kind of how we work with anger, to understand that men uh, feel are conditioned to detach more from their emotional world. And that men are are programmed to really be afraid of other men when it comes to being vulnerable. So uh, I really wanted to bridge, quote unquote, bridge the gap within that. Uh, and I've had really good uh, success with men. I've started uh, seeing women a little bit more now, but there definitely is a more nuanced approach that needs to be taken with men in the mental health sphere. Uh, sitting down with men and just being like, how are you? Da, 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 right like that doesn't that doesn't work for a lot of guys like there, there were some there were some men that came in who um who would they would spin in these victim stories and stuff and then there were times where i don't necessarily know if a, a regular licensed therapist would do that this where i had like you need to stop like you are creating your own victim stories right now like you are spiraling yourself like like these are old fragmented parts of you coming up but like, they're, they're, like sometimes you need a, another male to really 
gave that energy of just of leading and saying snap out of it, but from a very firm, loving place. Um, we're missing healthy male role models. Uh, very much so. Men are are so men are men are hurting so deeply uh, because we don't have the that that eldership that we did in the past for men. So that's a little bit of why I transitioned to men's coaching, and I and I really believe it's important that we continue to kind of to build this approach up. Well, that was fascinating. I want to go back to that, but before that, I want to hear about the women's because for the men, you were saying it was mostly anger. Yeah, what was the prevalent emotion that women were handling with you? women um very much it felt like grief um really it felt more like i was doing a lot of grief counseling and uh, but from a really really great place like uh women are women i do believe are a little bit more tapped into that intuitive like intuitive emotional flow and really understand uh, understand loss very well and sometimes in like our hyper productive culture um we don't allow that space to happen for women's just grief and so i noticed that was the emotion that we were working with a little bit um i also noticed we were working a little bit with that integration of like sometimes this world can can encourage women to like that you guys have to be on top of everything now and to like encourage that softness to come out that like it's okay and this is for men too i mean i have done this work with men too but like it's okay to be soft and to still be action oriented mm. right both can coexist um but you know um i know some of my work with women tended to be a little bit more complex uh men i was just like hey let's get that first stage of anger like going you haven't even really worked with this yet and and i think the women that came into me may have been like a little bit more um experienced with knowing their internal world so there was there there was a lot more we were navigating it through a little bit more crevices i would say mm, that's so fascinating because as you were describing the men i was thinking like yeah but a lot of my women are dealing with that like anger is coming up so high up in their emotions and especially for like men i feel like they're more or less allowed to be angry if a woman is angry it's like whoa hysteria mm -hmm. And yeah. when you were talking about the grief that women are feeling, I was like, yeah, but a lot of men are feeling that grief as well and that overwhelm of they have to provide, they have to be, but they're living in a world. So do you think that it's just the system, the matrix that we're living in is just fragmenting us? What you were saying before about that whole fragmentation. So I didn't know we're on the level of the matrix talking for, I, I'm fully ready to participate in this. I'm fully here for it. Like I choose my words very carefully. I, I lean into the podcast slowly. I'm like, okay, it's go time. Um, yeah, no, definitely a hundred, 10%. And then when we talk, the way I look at the matrix system is I think it's a, um, shame and fear based system of control of programming, right? It's not this woo thing. It's just like, we are given certain subliminal messaging over and over again. Um, and I agree with you, like, you know, I think women were stuck in like a little bit for a long time due to the patriarchal like system of like this good girl programming. I can't tap into my anger. I have to be just a healthy wife and my needs and how I want to express myself and my boundaries. Like they go to shit, right? Mm -hmm. I have to put them up, put them to the side, right? Even, even like our old, um, you know, I, I am a big believer in like the new Testament, but like, if you look at some of our old religious scriptures, I mean, it's like women have to women, they, they literally say women have to bed their husband at all times. And like, that's literally taking autonomy and sovereignty away from women. Right. So women are yes, programmed to like 
not healthily express their boundaries. And anger is the first emotion that allows us to know our boundaries are being violated. Um, men are, are tapped into anger. They're not tapped into it appropriately. So I have to figure out how to get them to tap into that emotion appropriately so we can get under what's underneath there, right? Like getting men to even be able to figure out grief, that's an experience, right? Women tend to be able to tap into that. Um, but as I said, yeah, it is it is a mixture of this societal programming that programs men to feel a certain way and to be only tapped into a certain subset of emotions, women to only be tapped into a certain subset of emotions, right? And then we wonder why we're feeling disconnected and not fully present in our relationships and in our world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Because the life force is being drained out of us constantly. Yeah, very much so, yeah. <laughs> And this is where some of the work that I was seeing uh, in your Instagram page, which, by the way, I'm going to put it on the show notes. Everybody has to go and check your Instagram because I love the videos that you have explaining and you really break it down. Like I was looking at some concepts like what is somatic experiencing? What is ascension? What is fragmentation? Yeah. Just the knowledge of this. This is what the, the matrix uh, fuckery is doing to us. So just being able to express it and say, okay, this is what you're being faced with. I think it's brilliant. So in that regard, um, I have a theory that the, the only way to dismantle the matrix is by people waking up, which is what yeah. you are part of the process. You are helping people awaken. Um, yeah. But there is a very thin line on how do you wake people up if, if you even go there. Um, yeah. How are you helping the people that are coming to your community, those who enter your world, to start getting that awakening? Is it through sharing the knowledge and breaking it down? Is it through calibrating through your energy? What, what is it that is that is helping? So it's a mixture of everything. The one, set, the one thing I will say is like, um, I, I see all these social media profiles of break the matrix, collapse the matrix. Do, do you know this truth and, and stuff? And it's like, you can overwhelm someone's psyche. Like you can actually overwhelm someone's psyche. So like even with my stuff, whatever, right? Like I, I list ascension. Some people are not going to understand that and that's fine, right? But you will understand fragmentation. You will understand the fact of, oh, I separated from parts of myself. Sometimes I feel like there's a childlike voice in there. That's waking up for someone, right? Like that is an element of waking up for someone. Oh my God, I've been stuck in black and white thinking and the systems don't discourage this behavior. Like they want me entrenched in it. Like... And okay, so this is, I'm, I have a childlike aspect running my subconscious because I had to, to disassociate all the time growing up to survive, right? And then we get to certain levels with other people where I can really see they've, they've been on this path for a while and there's, there, there's another quote unquote leveling up of like, yeah, you know what? You don't, you're, you're a powerful person in your career, but you don't like the systems. You don't like the way certain systems are infiltrating the way you run your business and stuff. And suddenly it's not even about mental health therapy. It's like really coaching them to understand how they can trust their own internal truth and how they can like work around certain systems that may not allow them to share their knowledge or whatever service it is correctly. Um, so I definitely think there there's levels to this. It, it requires me to discern Two, is this truth that quote unquote will wake you up? Is this really prevalent for your process? Is this really applicable? And if no, then let's throw it out. Like what, what do you need, right? Because there are different levels of waking up. And I don't think the, uh, the goal here is to be quote unquote woke. I think that's been taken and, and really distorted. Um, mm -hmm. But where, where are you separating yourself from your truth 
because whether through your family system, your cultural system, or the media at large is programming you to abandon and betray yourself. And how do we get back to, to who you really are? How do we get you back to being able to kind of weed out the different voices that aren't yours and like back into your own internal world? That, yeah, that, that to me is the, the definition of um, awakening. It's just to really go back to you and understand everything that we're looking at is just mirrors, smoke and mirrors, and then what's what's the truth for you? And so the first step is, that, do people want to know that? Some people are very happy where they are, and they're like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with media yeah. telling me what I have to eat, what I have to put in my body, my parents, they're, they're fine with that. So to me, the first step is, Somebody has to say, hey, I want to be awakened. It's like your, your iPhone doesn't get to choose when you set the alarm clock, you know? Yeah. It's not like, I think that you should wake up at 5 a.m. That's the success yeah. club. No, it's like you set the alarm. So for me, it's like if nobody comes to you, then what are you doing trying to wake people up? Leave them alone. Leave them sleeping quietly. That's yeah. good. But then once, if, if people come to you, I think that we're living in the best possible time because the teachers are showing up. I think because the students yeah. are also showing up and now we have this amazing other fantastic matrix of the internet, social media that actually can connect people to each other. And then what I think it's important in the path is that we do do the proper steps. So I love how you were saying, you know, with psychology, I think that's usually the entry point for a lot of people. It's just like, okay, let's start seeing how does your mind work? What are the messages? What happened there? What was the programming? Then I think that the next step is somatic. Like, okay, yeah. so that we have a little bit of clarity there. How is it stuck in your body? And then how do we release it from the, how do we release the issues from the issues? And then finally, to me, is the spirituality. Because yeah. spirituality, if you, the way that I understand it is huge. It would just change you. It's like learning a whole new language. And I'm curious because I feel that for many of us, myself included, my spirituality had been so pushed down. It was it was hard to exist in this very ambitious, um, driven society if you also wanted to have spirituality with you. And then again, whatever programming you had behind. So for me, it was something that it was not accessible until I was able to be assisted with plant medicine. So I don't know if that's what everybody needs to do. I'm not saying that's the case. But I'm curious to know, like for your dark night of the soul that follow the spiritual awakening and for a lot of people in your world, do you see that that's something that prompts it? Or is it something that is like, no, that's just for for those of you that don't have access to that spiritual. So, so repeat the last part of the question. Exactly. So, yeah. Question is, I do believe that spirituality is really hard to tap into Yeah. from, from where we are right now. I feel yeah. that we're so disconnected. It's like trying to reach a frequency that is like so out there. So yeah. I, again, my belief, and that's why I want to um, discuss it with you, is not set in stone, but it's like, I think that for a lot of us that have taken up this work now, we needed plant medicine in mm-hmm. order to open us up spiritually. Is that something that you're seeing? Is that something that is like, nope, absolutely not needed? So it's, it, it, this is, I love that we're able to have this conversation. Um, and because, so I, I do what's called microdosing psilocybin mushrooms. It's been a big part of my experience. I take a very small dose. It does not produce a psychedelic effect, but, but it's great. Uh, I do feel more tapped in. I feel like a little bit of the ego walls go away. Um, I do advocate for usage of plant medicine, but everything is balanced. Um, and like, I think part of the issue within Western society as a whole and why we are so spiritually disconnected is 
we are always coming out of a place of, I need a certain external outcome. I need a certain external experience. Like this needs to happen. And then, so people are like, I'm so disconnected. I feel no spiritual stuff. And I, I, I want a spiritual experience. Plant medicine, give me that experience. And I think when you are placing, when you're utilizing something and saying, you need to give me this to plant medicine, I think that can backfire. And I think you see why some people that can actually have really uh, negative experiences with ayahuasca and some other plant medicines. Um, I'm not a proponent of being reliant upon plant medicine to give you that experience. Uh, I will only do a big major plant medicine journey like every several months. Like it's not, it's not a, like I give myself a lot of time because uh, you have to figure out, we have to begin to really understand and discern why we would even need something of that nature to, to come back into to relationship with a higher power. Like in indigenous and tribal cultures, this was just, this was the norm. Um, and so what do we have to do to kind of bridge that gap? Because if we're always utilizing something outside of us to give us that, um, it can be tricky, right? Mm -hmm. So I, th I think it's about balance. I think plant medicine is great. Um, but I think even with plant medicine, I would, I, I have a very similar opinion on that with psychiatric medication of, I hope it's a stopgap. Like I hope at, at some point you can get to that place where, okay, now I understand this helped break down the wall so I can see how to access spirit. Like now I don't even need, need it because it, it gave me that window, right. Rather than being reliant on the, on the medicine itself to give us an experience. Absolutely. I completely agree. That's, that's what I mean. Like, in order to connect to it like to have that spark that starts and then it's up to us to then create other practices that connect you to spirituality i'm also a firm believer that it's medicine therefore it needs to be properly curated they set the setting and then yeah you only need it uh, for specific situations i think that there's a lot of danger as well at this time to overdo it to think that that's the one and only resource but i always like to let people know that there are things out there that can help um yeah. so i we're getting to the end of the of the um, podcast, so I wanted to ask you a couple of questions that I ask all my uh, guests. And the first one is like ten or fifteen minutes, if you want. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. Then we can keep on going. Keep going. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and you've already seen that we can go anywhere with this podcast. Okay, so I'm gonna throw it to you. What is the thing that you've seen that going through one chapter to the next in your life, you've seen is help you the most? The one thing that you're like, man, everybody needs to know about this. God, to be honest, I, I really, I really can't delineate it down to, to one thing. Um, I would say being as surprisingly, the thing that's coming up is being aware of the energy system, um, and the chakra system, which is something that I thought was wooey was actually really important because like, I would feel all this resistance when there was a shift in my life. Right. And like, I'm really fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yo, where is, where is this? Like, and then I would notice like, oh my God, there's all this stuck energy in my throat. Like, oh, I'm about to really step in and start speaking my truth. And that's been a really scary experience for me before. Oh, okay. Oh, like where have I, where have I shut down that expression? And where is this expression now wanting to take hold that I feel uncomfortable in? Right. Um, you know, I mean, there, there was, there was a third eye opening, like where it was like, I want to be logical. I want to be grounded. I, I, and then it, there was something in me saying, 
you need to just you need to just do this and not know why which is going very against like my nature and to understand like oh i feel this i feel a sensation coming from the middle of my forehead oh i'm getting these intuitive hits and i i like to have that awareness of that there is there's energy and it's moving through my system and that a leveling up oftentimes is an expansion of one of these centers essentially and and so we're releasing the old we're shedding the old energy it, it, it's kind of yucky it's kind of stuck it doesn't feel good but it's not the world's not ending like the thoughts are telling us it's just like an opening right and we have to shed the old to, to rebirth the new and where is this rebirth occurring right i mean you know like the the when i felt that crown open and i really felt connected to something larger than myself that was a tumultuous experience for a while like there were parts of me that were like not ready and not wanting it and no 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 no. let me go back and feed like let me take the blue pill like put me back in right and to understand like you know uh because it was an unfamiliar experience to feel this this energy coming in through here to feel that and what that would mean for me and my life uh so i i would say this awareness around the energy system uh was big for me understanding certain things the thing that was coming up for me when you were describing that is like a lot of us and a lot of clients will feel that I'm, I'm literally losing my shit. Like I'm going crazy. How am I going to be able to function into this world? And at the same time, live like an open channel. Well, yeah. And because, because you have to remember, and this is, this is why I'm in the space I'm in in the career I'm in, right? Like I, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer five years ago. I wanted to be a high powered attorney and judge. And now I'm a shaman. Like it's, it, it's, it's been a weird transition and almost all of us like lose our shit as a part of this process. We don't have to. And that's, that's how I show up in the space. And that's how I show up in this career now. Whatever. If we can normalize and create some, there is a, there is a loose framework to this experience. The problem is, is that information is really not out there or it's not, or it's not delivered in a way that's digestible, at least within mainstream audiences. Right. So, so the ego has no concept of what's occurring and our, our goic self is here to protect us. It's here to, it's here to give us experiences that can quantify and understand. And then we have this awakening, this waking up, which we don't understand or know about. It's asking us to operate from a paradigm that we've never operated from. We don't know how to operate within it. There's no information. There's no book that's telling us how to operate. Our therapists have no fucking idea what's going on, right? They just want to give us an antidepressant and just say, "Yo, oh, get some more serotonin in the brain. So, like, it's... How does that feel? Yeah, right. It's like, oh, so, okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're having thoughts come from something higher. Here's a schizophrenia Medicaid, right? And it's like, and so, so if we can come together, um, and I think we just have to accept, like, I've, I've had some people speak out against my work in a, in a way of like, where's the science? Where's the science? And, I, and I'm with you. I get it. I do think the science is going to catch up. I mean, this, th this type of understanding has been there for several thousand years. It's not coming out of nowhere. Right. And so this understanding that um, an awakening is just is a, a releasing of certain old fragmented trauma, traumatic experiences that as you learn to, to live through your heart, your throat, your third eye, it is a different way of operating that takes time to ground and settle into. Right. Um, that it, it's, it doesn't have to be that overwhelming. Mm. But when we don't know, when we don't know what's occurring and then we're in a society that tells us our entire value is being on high uh, being hyper productive and being able to plan everything right it is a shattering of self that can drive that that leads us to feeling like we're going crazy 
Mm, yeah, I often say it's the same as um, switching from an iPhone to an Android. I remember seeing my son's Android. And I was like, how do you even turn this thing off on? When is the, where is the button on the side? And it's, it takes time. It just takes being able to, first of all, have the faith and the courage to change, yeah. switch, and then, yeah, having people who can teach you how to operate in that new system. So I'm curious, so how do you help people mostly right now? I know that you do free workshops where people can just join you and hear about yeah. your methodology. How else do you help them? So typically, usually I've been having these these very long form one-on-one -on -one, like coaching containers. They lasted several months. People would have to message me on a daily basis and we'd had weekly sessions. Um, right now, I'm not doing that. I might open up again soon, soon, uh, later. Right now, what I did was I, I created this thing called the Healers Program over two years ago. Uh, initially, it was in a one-on-one -on -one format. Um, and what that was was it was here to once again bridge the gap between all these different modalities. Uh, and I trained therapists, psychiatrists, alternative health practitioners, coaches in what complex PTSD is, what inner child healing is, what reparenting is, what how to how to guide someone through a spiritual awakening from a trauma informed lens, how to guide yourself. Like not everyone was a practitioner, right? But even like what narcissism codependency was through a different little bit of a lens, through a little, even like a little bit of a shamanic lens, right? Um, and so teaching all this different stuff. And now recently what I've done is I finally made it into a self-guided online course, uh, which was always like really where we wanted to go with this. Um, and I priced it cheap. Um, it's going to be priced at $249. We're, we're upping it a little bit. It was one. So $249 for about like 20 hours worth of video trainings and teachings, a 200 plus page textbook I wrote that goes along with it and an online community. Um really what I'm really trying to build with this in the long run and people, people who are with me, who've been with me for the last few years, they know, um, I want this, this is, I can't believe I'm going to say this sounds ambitious. I want this to be the standard for mental health and wellness. Like this, this type of, of showing up, I've, I've been in the sphere for, for, for years now. I I've seen more than several hundred clients. I've, I've been, cultivating working seeing and kind of bridging this this use of understanding um the energetics behind someone's wellness right but also understanding how the mind and the psyche are involved that's where i disagree with the spiritual community i think they try and just blow someone open where it's like the mind takes time you have to understand the mind you have to understand how the brain works um it's not just brute forcing your way through with affirmations and then working with the body so can we can we now step into a container with someone where this, where, where our practitioner or therapist or coach is addressing us on all three levels? Um, and, you know, I'm very fortunate that um, I come from a background of really, I didn't go to school to be a therapist, but I, I, I am having people in this field trust me or put and trust me with these teachings and guiding them and showing them there, there's, there's a different paradigm. There's a different way. Um, so that's where my focus is right now on the self-guide online course, um, probably bridging that out into, into greater trainings, um, and really trying to make a dent in, in the health field and how we look at this. And, uh, I expect some pushback, but it's okay. All right. That's amazing. I love your vision and I love that you are creating it. And again, you're making it affordable and accessible. Um, it's, you said you said 20 hours so it's not like you're gonna have to give up your life and family to study these concepts so i think that it's it's through people like you who are making these concepts more 
easy to understand, approachable, and putting them out there that I think the paradigm is going to change. So resistance, whatever. The dark force is always going to be there. Well, and so here's my thing, too, is why I priced it low as well, because like, um, I do want this information to be accessible to everyone, right? And if you see, like, even on my Instagram right now, I'm just trying to create like a little a little thing where everyone can just kind of still just dive into my Instagram for free and learn and read. Um, even even the gatekeeping over healing information and spirituality needs to need that that paradigm needs to end, right? Like I, I think these days of these big vertical hierarchies that even existed within like the Vatican Church they need to die, and that and that includes the spiritual sphere. So with with what's at the healers program it's really designed to give you the foundation for what you need to go through what you need when you're going through an awakening and it's not gonna it's not going to like cost you an arm and leg mm, yeah i love it well i think that's your next great chapter then or is there anything else in the works there um you know my next great chapter i've never even asked them, well, yeah you know What I love, and I think my next great chapter is um, with spirituality and these concepts, or whatever. Like, obviously, I'm a shamanic healer. We we have these notions of this being very woo wee and airy. Um, I I think you know you really break down the paradigms when you get our like our doctors, our lawyers, our engineers or political leaders to start tapping into this awareness just enough, just enough. Like, you know, my, my, my best friends are, are, are currently in the legal field and they're, you know, they're doing good. Um, and you know, I'll drop little, little things from time to time. I don't need to blow their doors open, but enough. Right. And if we can start, if we can start breaking down the programming within people within the mainstream institutional structures, right who can actually have influence and power to really start shifting things. And us from the outside can kind of feed them this awareness just enough, right? Watch what happens. And I think um, sometimes when we have awakening, an awakening, we just want to separate ourselves. We just want to say, that's like, I'm going to Tulum. I'm going to Bali. I'm going to be with the other awakened people, which is fine. That's, that's some people's paths or whatever, right? But you're just kind of going on an island, right? And like this, this, this system, this construct we exist in, it is, it will find you. Like, meaning that like, if you want to, if you want to fuck off to a third world country and do yoga treats, that's fine. Like that is completely within your right. But to think that this system is not going to come after you in some way, somehow at some point, right? Like, like we can't run from this. We can't run from the way our society programs and influences us on a mass level. So I do think, um, you know, my big next step is really bringing this back into the systems, right? And planting these seeds with, into people within the systems and then seeing where they take it. Yeah. Right. What you were describing about the the step of, you know, wanting to be with the community and just uh, wanting to just focus on your spiritual journey. I, again, think that's the first ladder on the step. It's like the, the service... Yeah. The first heal yourself first know yourself um be surrounded by those people who help you get there and then after that i think that it will automatically fits in your dna and i think that we all came here to serve in some purpose it will automatically kick in when there is 
you go from service to self to service to others. And that's when I think that a lot of this whole coaching, healing community is about, it's about trying to bring whatever lessons we learn through our own experiences to others. So then one connect, another dot connect, another dot, and then we get to those people that actually can make the huge changes to society. So I wish you all the best with that. I hope it's going to happen. That's a huge, great chapter. Well, yeah, and and I'll leave. I I do want to kind of throw this in there too. Is I think I think there is there. I hope you don't mind me just stating this real quickly. There, I think there exists our own little spiritual matrix, which we go through an awakening, and it's like, oh my god, you have to manifest your dream of material life, right? And we're hyper fixated on the self, which is great because you know you've you've met certain other needs. Now there's a self actualization, but I feel that system can almost be a shame and fear-based system of control as well. Like, oh, that's not high vibe. That's not this. That's not that, right? And we get caught once again and then getting stuck in another box. Like, we get stuck, right? Like, you're right. There, It is part of the path, but then it gets us stuck from being able to take that next ladder. And, you know, there's all this talk about true enlightenment isn't just going to a mountain and meditating and then achieving that state. It's like, achieving that state and then going back to where that cliff on that mountain is and jumping off the cliff and back into society like how how does that state integrate back into the world yeah or like random says like trying to spend two weeks with your family back at home and then you'll see yeah. you're really enlightened and spiritual that'll be yeah. the real test um no I, I completely agree and i was recently talking to someone that it was funny because then I watched one of your videos and you were saying, oh, but if you want to become a coach because you want people to admire you and, you know, to exert power over others. And I was talking to someone that was thinking about taking my certification to be a holistic divorce coach. And I always have to remind them because we are all ego, ego creatures. I am the first one that, you know, exactly. you start with the intention of I'm going to help. And then you start seeing the accolades, the, the financial rewards. And then you start being like, Oh, who am I? Can I heal yeah. people with my touch? And yeah. Always have to have that reminder of no, mm -mm. it's if, if you're getting too high, bring yourself back down. So, yeah, that spiritual matrix is so freaking real, too. Yeah, a hundred ten percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so now this one, I bet that you're gonna give me quite a different script from what I usually hear. But what do you think is the world's next great chapter, whatever chapter that is? Where do you think that we're heading? Oh boy, um. <laughs> Wow, where is the world out, out, out? Where's the world's next chapter? Um, no chakra going like, can I say this? Can I say yeah, this? Yeah, I know, right? I was like, say, I don't know, like, ah, uh, it seems really weird, but um, and it sounds very generic. How do we come together? And, and and that's that's the next chapter and what i mean by that i, I want to give context and nuance that how do we come together um within the u.s right it's always democrat versus republican right it's it's left versus right i, I am now seeing this trend on social media where it's now men versus women men are like there's this whole dialogue on who has it harder who's more and it's like oh, oh for fuck's sake right and so you constantly see this 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 divisiveness amongst our our world our populace to to say to really say if we're different let's show how my difference has hindered me more or my difference is better than your difference right 
can we you know in this in this in this big global construct society we live in like we have to accept we're not all one right now we do live we do live in this separative experience but can we can we appreciate the beauty in our uniqueness that comes with our culture that comes with our personality and who we are without degrading or demonizing someone who's different than us right to be able to say, I see you, I understand you, right? I don't agree with you, but I still accept you, right? Because that's what that's what that that's how so much suffering is created through the breaking down of just finding these small little layers where we're different from someone else, and then saying this person's your enemy, right? And so I think that's the next step. That's the next awareness. Uh, not a floaty one, not of like a, oh, he's, everyone's on their path. No, like, like some people do want you harm. Some people aren't, aren't, aren't there for your, your best interest, but how can we still create harmony within our world? I think that's the next step. It'll be interesting to see. Mm. I think that we actually had quite a test for that in 2020, all the way to 2022, there was a lot of division created even from even the people that never wanted to get involved in anything, like, you know, the ones that were like, I want to talk about politics, religion, but then we were forced to take positions. And then it was almost like encouraged to fight over them. And it was so hard to really stay truly in the in the love and in the heart of, yeah, you make your decision. I love you, I respect you. Let me make my decision. Love me and respect me. We've, we've really lost the ability to have healthy conflict. And I know as a holistic divorce coach, I mean, this is probably a huge a huge part of your work um and and we really see that lack of of ability playing out in our public spheres playing out amongst our politics or whatever right like uh to even bring it up i, I feel like it is a point to bring in like this whole notion of what happened in 2020 around masks and vaccines right and how watching people just divide like crazy and people say oh you're an idiot or oh you're a sheep or it, it was even happening in the spiritual community i'm like both sides make sense. Like, like, like if you look through the prism and paradigm through, through which both sides are operating from, you can understand you're still rooted. Like you're still rooted right in your opinion, but this demonizing this shame, this, this shame based, like compliance that we are trying to exert on people. Right. Um, I, I, you know, that's, that's something that we need to, to begin to step out of. Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, this was a whole psychological operation that was very well planned and organized. And they were sprinkling that division with fear. So even if you didn't want to be all extreme about it, and, and I'll be the first one to accept that I didn't do my best. I, I did feel very strong emotions towards those that were like, but you have to do this. And I was like, yeah. F off. I won't do what I don't need to do. And, and it was really hard to remain centered because I was also scared. I, it got to a point where I was like, mm. Okay, can I leave my little island without having to do something that I don't want to do? So it was really fascinating how we were really put in a, in a pressure cooker. And I, like I said, looking back and again, no shame, it's all lessons. Uh, but I do now realize, wow, that was a test. And I fell in the sense of being more understanding and, and more respectful towards other people's opinions. So hopefully we're past that stage and we can focus on what you were saying. How do we all get together again and how yeah. do we move through the challenges? Yeah. Well, Zach, this was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for bringing on your A-game and giving us all the resources. Like I said, guys, you have to go to his Instagram. So I'll put it on the show notes. But if you want to tell us 
Where is the best way to find you, work with you, get access to your program and everything else? Yeah, find me on Instagram. Honestly, um, I my my presence is more on TikTok, but I'm I'm really I'm really not on there that much. Um, so it's it's Instagram. It's Z A C K Alexander with a triple underscore. Um, and yeah, and from there you'll you'll get a wealth of information around how I teach and also how to potentially work with me or work within the online courses I offer. Well, thank you so much, Zach, for the time that you gave to us today and for the time that you're putting towards your purpose and your mission. I wish you the best of luck and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me on, Olga. I appreciate you. And for everyone else, thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next week. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.